Question. Should trans cats be allowed to use the cat's bathroom? A.K.A. the litter box. That's the question I'm going to be addressing in this episode of A Ghost in the Machine, the podcast. My name is Daniel D. and it is Sunday, September 25th, 2022. And, uh, yeah, I'm uh, so proud of my dog, Toby. Uh, this morning, Toby came out as trans. He now identifies as a cat. And I wrote about this, actually, in an article on my substack, a ghost in the machine.substack.com. So you can also read it. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can read it. Or you can listen to me talk about it. Um, anyway, yeah, Toby came to me today and, and told me he's now, you know, he, he's a cat. And um, you know, as I've learned from the moral philosophers on Twitter, trans cats are cats. Okay? So prior to today, I thought I had three cats and two dogs. So there was like Maxine the Beagle, Toby the Puppy, and then Coco the Cat, Banner the Cat, and Cap the Cat. So I thought I had three cats and two dogs. Okay, and I, I made that assumption, like a lot of, you know, people from my generation ignorantly do, because we were raised, you know, in backwards medieval times, you know, back in the 80s when, you know, people thought that if you were born, say, for example, with a dick and balls, that meant you were a, a male, a man, a boy, whatever, and if you were born with a vagina... That meant you were a girl, woman, female, you know. I mean, I don't know where we got those ideas from. Actually, I take that back. Humans were very ignorant for 99.99999% of our history. We thought that, you know, that's what made you a boy or a girl, right? Was having, you know, X or Y chromosome, having certain genitalia. You know, but that was all very backwards. Lately, in the past few years, people have learned that, um, you know, that's actually not the case. And in fact, you know, for many years, people thought, generations upon generations, people thought, can you believe it? People thought that having two parents from the species Canis familiaris, I'm sorry, my Latin pronunciation is probably wrong. If uh, there were any ancient Romans alive today, they would probably, you know, be offended. Thankfully, Latin is a dead language spoken by dead white men, so we don't have to worry about whether I'm pronouncing it correctly. So fuck off if you think I'm mispronouncing this Latin term. Canis familiaris, canis familiaris, whatever. The only thing I remember from taking Latin in high school is uh, Gallia est in Europa. So, you know, if I was ever in a time machine and found myself going back in time to like ancient Rome. And somebody was like, how do I get to Gaul? I could tell them. Gallia est in Europa. Where in Europa? Well, I don't know. It's not in Africa. It's north of Africa, somewhere in Europa. That's where you'll find Gaul. So I could tell them that, what continent Gaul is on. Anyway, back to the story today. Um, yeah, people used to think that the species, if you, if you had two parents from the species Canis familiaris, that meant you were a dog, okay? But that was bigoted. That was wrong. We Now we know better. Now we're doing better today. 
you know, I'm, I'm trying to check my cis species normative privilege. And, you know, and I realize I've been misspeciesing my dog. Well, I, fuck, I just did it again. Misspeciesing my cat, who now I, I know is a kitten. I thought he was a puppy, but he's really a kitten. Okay. I'm trying to get this straight. You know, I'm still working on it, still doing the work. Okay. Um,. I went to confession today on Twitter and, uh, you know, confessed my sins and I did the penance that I was assigned. I said a hundred hail Oprah's and 10 are mothers, uh, before banging my head into a wall, a brick wall five times. Uh, that last part was important. Banging my head into a brick wall five times. Um, cause it helped make sense of critical evolutionary biology theory, which is an important work being done by critical theorists um, who don't have a background in evolutionary biology, but they do have a background in, you know, sociology and gender studies and things like that, critical Marxist theories. And they've been anyway applied Marxist theory to evolutionary biology and determined that we've been oppressing animals for a long time. And one of the ways we've been oppressing animals is by misspeciesing them because not all animals are cis normative species cis species nor whatever not all animals identify as the species to which they were assigned at birth okay and we gotta stop this whole assigning animals into a species at birth because you know i mean, I mean for example let's say you are a i don't know let, let's say you're a guinea pig okay and we assign you to the species i don't even know what the species is for guinea pigs whatever it is i could look it up you know, but I'm lazy. All right. Uh, Guineas, pigus, familiaris, whatever. Right? Let's just say that we assign a guinea pig to that species. What we think, an, an animal that appears to us to be a guinea pig, we assign it to the species of guinea pig. But that animal is really a horse. Like, inside, that animal feels like a horse. Okay? Well, shoot, we should treat it like a horse. If we weren't such bigoted... Speciesists, we would put horseshoes on the guinea pig. Now, I'm sorry, the horse that had been arbitrarily assigned at birth to the species guinea pig, we would put horseshoes on it. Now, I'd have to make them very small because obviously a big horseshoe, you know, wouldn't fit. Um, but, you know, we would make a small horseshoe, nail it to the guinea pig's feet, and then put a small saddle on it, and then, you know, sit on the guinea pig and try to ride around, right? Treat it like a horse, you know? I mean, instead of oppressing it by treating it like a guinea pig when it's not a guinea pig, right? That's just an example, okay? We can't assume that just because an animal is small like a guinea pig, looks like a guinea pig, was born to parents that identify as a guinea pig, that the animal automatically is a guinea pig. It might not be. It might be a horse. It might identify as a camel. Maybe it identifies as a camel. We should put it into a desert and let it live in the desert, you know? And hopefully it doesn't die of dehydration because... God or Mother Nature or whoever you want to blame for it didn't give it the proper body with a hump, you know, like a camel has. It identifies a camel. That's just an example, okay? A guinea pig might identify as a camel or a horse or an elephant or whatever, right? We got to be sensitive to these things. So anyway, I have not been sensitive to the needs of my animals. I, I thought, okay, that I had three cats and two dogs. What I really had was four cats and one dog. 
One of the cats I had, along with the other people who are now doing the work as well, I hope they're doing their penance, you know, saying some Hail Oprahs and banging their heads into brick walls, right? Um, you know, I thought that we, we had assigned this cat to the species of dog, to the species Canis familiaris. Right, but he's—he wasn't a cat. I mean, I mean, he wasn't a dog. He was a cat, actually. Okay, now I'm getting a little mixed up here, um, you know. But I'm gonna make sense of it. I'm gonna make it make sense. Okay, two plus two can equal five if the party says so, right? You know. So here's the thing: we're basically like I'm learning. I'm doing the work. Okay, I'm sad to learn that I was oppressing Toby, a ten-week-old puppy who actually turns out was a kitten is a kitten and has been a kitten since the day he was born to dog parents because god or mother nature just fucked up i mean they put this cat soul in a dog's body i don't know why god or mother nature or whatever would do that but they did right so that confused us. We followed the old conventional norms, which are oppressive and bigoted, of assigning this unfortunate cat to the dog species and treating him like a dog when he was actually a cat, okay? Um, here's a thought on a different note. I wonder if the real reason that dinosaurs went extinct was because they all started identifying as mammals, right? Especially if there's an ice age, it would be helpful to identify as a mammal, not a dinosaur. Were dinosaurs reptiles? I think they were. Anyway. But I think they were warm-blooded, so maybe they weren't reptiles. I don't know what they were. But anyway, they probably started identifying as woolly mammoths, and that's the reason they went extinct. Anyhow, um... We live in a very dog-centric culture that's prejudiced against um, non-species conforming animals, okay? And, um, you know, so Toby, this is our puppy. Ah, shit. Our kitten, who is really, would inform me today that he is a cat, okay? So, his parents were ignorant dogs. And they assigned him at birth to the dog species. Um, and they abandoned him, actually. Probably because of that. Probably because they sensed on some deep metaphysical level that their son was actually a cat. And they couldn't handle that because they're prejudiced. They're bigoted. And I hope wherever they are that they're taking classes from Robin D'Angelo's dog about, you know, their dog fragility. Maybe they're reading a book from Ibram Kendi on raising an anti-speciesist puppy, you know, something like that. Something that would help them out to, to encounter and admit their privilege as cis-normative dogs and, you know, stop oppressing cats, especially trans cats. Okay. So anyway, since Toby arrived in our home, he spent most of his time indoors with the cats. Because he's a small dog. Okay, so he's a small dog anyway, plus he's a puppy. Was No, I'm sorry. He's a small cat. Of course he's a small cat. Cats are small. He is a small kitten. Um, so, okay, he's a cat, but he's part like Chihuahua, part Dashin, part Shih Tzu, part Yorkie, part something else. Part of, he's, a, he's basically a mongrel mix of small dog breeds, but he's a cat. All right. Um, so anyway, he's small. And, you know, so he spent most of his time indoors with the other cats. 
and um, you know Maxine, our beagle, she spends most of her time outside. Um, so anyway, early on, I noticed that Toby was different than you know Maxine, and different from other dogs that I've been around. Right? Um, he likes to chew on the cat's toys. He likes to hang out at the base of their climbing tower. Uh, he hasn't figured out how to climb it yet, but he likes to hang out at the base. And uh, he likes to follow the cats around, act like he's one of them. Well, because he is one of them, as I've learned. But anyway, this is in stark contrast to Maxine the Beagle, who, whenever she encounters the cats, she acts like she's a hunting dog and she's trying to tree the cats. Like she's, uh, speaking of cats, here's one coming by now. Um, anyway, so Maxine will like, you know, run to the cat. A cat will race up the top of, you know, the, the climbing tower or jump up on a table or something like that. And then Mark, Maxine will kind of, you know, sit underneath the the table or the bookcase or whatever it is a cat scamper to the top of and Maxine will just start howling like she's a hunting dog and she's treed the cat and now, uh, you know, look at the, the cat's been treed, come shoot the cat. Like she thinks we're hunting, even though I've never taken her hunting, I probably should, but whatever. Um, so anyway, Maxine is a typical cis speciesist dog okay so i'm working with maxine the beagle on checking her cis speciesist dog privilege okay so she's not oppressing toby and other non-species conforming uh animals anyway this morning toby announced that he is a cat and the cats they don't really think that he's one of them um so i'm encouraging the cats the other cats not Toby, because Toby's broad-minded. He's a, a trans cat. He's a cat. He's cool. But the cis-normative cats, um, I'm encouraging them to spend more time on Twitter and TikTok so they can broaden their minds. Uh, there's basically a, kind of a little kerfuffle, uh, a little bit of a brouhaha today. A uh, mild controversy erupted when Toby explained that from now on, as a cat... He will be using the cat's bathroom, i.e. the litter box, instead of the dog's bathroom, i.e. the grass outside. And so anyway, Coco the cat didn't like that. She threatened to slash his face if she ever caught him using the cat's bathroom, which, you know, that's the thing. I mean, so we have domestic terrorists, you know, like in uh, Virginia, who... Um, are terrorizing local school board officials by publicly disagreeing with them. And hey, Chris Bray on his Substack, uh, tell me how this ends, has talked about this phenomenon of you know government officials, well-meaning government officials, being bullied by domestic terrorist citizens who think that it's okay to publicly disagree with the government officials. You know, and going to meetings and during the public comment section you know, voicing disagreement with the poor government officials who are being, who feel bullied and triggered as a result of that. And so the, obviously the thing to do to protect democracy is to shut down speech, shut down dissenting speech, remove people's right to publicly disagree with their government. Cause that's important for democracy. We got to limit speech. Okay. Um, but anyway, those domestic terrorists apparently in like uh, Virginia, right? They're like, Oh, these, these uh, guys are like saying they're women or girls and they're going in and using the girl's bathroom and my daughter got raped by one of them. You know, boo-hoo-hoo, right? I mean, check your privilege, man. I mean, yeah, you know, so like you're you're just being a bigot, 
I mean, so, you know, a small price to pay your daughter getting raped by some biological, well, was a, a biological male, but it's really a woman because he's a trans woman and he's using the girl's bathroom at school and raping your daughter. And, you know, your daughter's probably a lesbian, okay? You just need to uh, accept that and, and stop terrorizing the school board by going to the meetings and complaining about their policies, okay? So anyway, that's how I felt today when I was talking to my cis species as cats about this and they had some kind of problem with Toby, the trans cat, using the cat's bathroom, i.e. the litter box, all right? So anyway, uh, Coco, the cat, she's kind of old, you know, I don't know how old in cat years. Um, if it's the same as dog years, she's probably like 100 years old, you know, but anyway, Basically, Coco's old-fashioned, okay? So she has these old-fashioned beliefs, like that species is a biologically meaningful category and not a mere social construct, you know. Yeah, Coco's ignorant. Just like 99.99% of human history, people have been very ignorant about things like believing that gender is a biologically real category and not a social construct, which is something that we've learned recently, the past couple of generations, that it's a social construct, and this current generation has even learned the infallible and eternal truth that, you know, trans men are men and trans women are women, and that, you know, you're just assigned a gender at birth arbitrarily, but that doesn't mean jack shit, because really it's like how you feel inside, right? Like, the, we've learned that the last few years, and that's an eternal truth that we just discovered, and so all the people that came before us are wrong and ignorant and need to be canceled, and their statues need to be torn down. Uh, because they're oppressors. All right, so anyway, Coco, the cat, basically, if she had a job, she would probably be reported to HR and fired for holding this view that, you know, trans cats are not really cats. Okay, that's very ignorant. I hate to even say that. Um, you know, it's not my belief, but I'm just reporting her beliefs. And even just saying these beliefs secondhand, like this is what Coco believes. She believes that trans cats are not cats. I mean, it makes me cringe inside to think that somebody could be so ignorant as to think that. But anyway, um, I've canceled Coco the, as best I can by suspending her catnip privileges. And, uh, you know, now that Toby's a cat, well, he, Toby's been a cat since he was born. Um, but, you know, now that I know that he's a cat, and I need to include him in the catnip privileges, you know, it helps because I've canceled Coco's catnip privileges for being a bigot. And, uh, you know, so anyway, it works out. Uh, Banner is another of our cats. There's Coco, the old bigoted cat. And then there's Cap and Banner who are brothers. They're younger. Um, and they're kind of hip to use 1920s jazz slang. They're like cool cats, you know? So anyway, uh, Banner the cat was like, you know, hey, uh, maybe this is actually pretty cool because uh, I think, you know, there are probably some chipmunks and birds that we can, you know, convince to start identifying as cats so we can all play together. Like they can, you know, right? Like he's thinking like that. Like maybe they can all sing, hold paws or whatever and sing Kumbaya. And uh, apparently he wants to hang out with more chipmunks. And so. Anyway, he's thinking if he convinces them that they're to identify as cats, maybe they'll let their guard down around him and, you know, they can all hang out together. Anyway, so Coco, um, you know, heard that and thought, well, maybe I need to give this trans speciesism 
um, more consideration. That's not such a bad idea. You know, if we can get chipmunks and birds to like identify as cats and hang out with us, that could, I could see that being a good thing. So anyway, I'm glad to see that Coco's learning and growing and trying to do better. Um, so anyway, I, I explained to my cats that according to modern wokest philosophy, as articulated by the great moral philosophers on Twitter, trans cats are cats. And so that means that Toby, whom we thought was a puppy dog, is actually a cat and has always been a cat. And at birth, he was cruelly and arbitrarily assigned to the dog species and has been suffering species dysphoria ever since, poor guy. Fortunately, Toby is stunning and brave, and he stunningly and bravely came out as trans today, a trans cat. So we all stand in solidarity with our trans cat brother, and we will all treat Toby exactly the same as any other cat in this household. So Toby thanked us for you know that support and then trotted to the nearest litter box, popped a squat, and used the bathroom in the litter box, just like a cat. And I put a picture of this on the article um, you know, that I'm reading from sort of reading slash paraphrasing slash you know meandering from the script and just riffing on anyway so fortunately our our i'm so proud of toby the trans cat uh, he's, he's stunning he's brave he's he's stunning in his bravery he's brave with his stunningness he stuns us with his bravery every day and this is just another example of how stunning and brave he is uh so anyway he used the cat's bathroom and um and then he said you know and i'm quoting uh, since I'm a cat and since the cat's food has been placed out of my reach, I demand equal access to it. From now on, the cat food needs to be placed on the floor where all the cats, including me, can reach it. Now, the cats didn't like this idea at all. What? You're going to put the cat food on the floor where Toby can reach it? I was like, well, he's a cat. I mean, and he can't climb because Mother Nature, that bigoted bitch, or God, whoever you want to blame for it, didn't give Toby the right body. She gave him, uh, this, put this poor cat soul into a canine body. And so anyway, Co- Toby doesn't have the necessary physical apparatus to climb things like the way the cats do. Okay, so so anyway, they got to realize these cats, these cis heteronormative species as cats got to learn that we got to make accommodations for the trans cat, Right. To, we got to put the cat food down on the ground on the on the floor where he can reach it. But anyway, they didn't like that. They said, "Oh, that was slick, Toby. I see what you're up to, you know." And uh, they started threatening him, saying, "Like if they catch him eating their cat food, that they'll slit his throat, and he better stick to his nasty ass puppy chow and all that sort of stuff." So anyway, we got to work. We got our work to cut out for us. Okay, they're doing the work. I'm doing the work. Like I said, I I. You know, went to confession on Twitter and did my penance. I was assigned a hundred hail Oprahs and ten our mothers, and you know, banging my head into a brick wall. So that helped me, you know, a lot uh, during the. I, I tell you, I had a, like a religious experience when I was like, um, you know, on my fiftieth hail Oprah. You know, I started um, craving cheesecake. And wanting to just sit down and watch daytime television all day and drink wine throughout the day. And, um, you know, I felt, you know, like I was getting in touch with my inner, um, you know, whatever it is that Oprah inspires in people. You know, like I was, I was going to be a better person from now on. So anyway, thank you, Oprah. And uh, thank you to my, uh, you know, confessors on Twitter who uh, 
helped me to see, you know, what what uh, penance I could do to um, atone for my sin of uh, misspeciesing uh, my kitten Toby, who I formerly thought was a puppy, but he's really a kitten. And uh, so anyway, um, my cats, you know, I'm working on them. Last week I talked about uh, how they are committed to fighting climate change. Um, you know, so so there's hope. I mean, you know, they, 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 they see the need for climate change. So they agree with some of the wokest philosophy that's going to save the world and save us from ourselves, you know. Even if it means uh, depopulating the earth, you know, several billion people dying of starvation to prevent a climate change apocalypse. They're on board with that, but they're just, you know, they're still catching up to the whole, you know, trans cats are cats. But anyway, that's that's the upshot of this is, is be sensitive. Look, have a conversation with your pets, okay? Make sure that you're not misspeciesing them, all right? Like if you have a dog, well, if you think you have a dog because... This animal that you have, that you call a dog, was born to parents from the species Canis familiaris. And this animal that you have now exhibits dog-like traits in terms of his um, physical being, you know. His phenotype is like dog-like, you know. And you've just assumed that you can assign him or her to the dog species based on that. Say, well, when I take him for a walk, he, you know, he smells the asses of other dogs and they smell his ass and they seem to enjoy that. That doesn't seem very cat-like. That seems dog-like. So I think he's dog. You don't assume, you know? You know what they say about assume. When you assume, you make an ass out of you and me, right? You don't want to do that when it means oppressing a non-species conforming animal that may be living in your household. You got to be sensitive to that, right? So, so check for your dog's. Well, if you think it's a dog, you know, maybe have a conversation. And if you find out that um, your dog is actually a cat, like I found out that Toby's actually a cat, you know, then maybe let him use the litter box, right? And I got a picture of Toby using the litter box and saying trans cats are cats. He's very, I'm so stunning and brave um, on this, uh, on the article. So anyway, you can see that. And uh, anyway, have that conversation with your pets. My name is Daniel D. This is A Ghost in the Machine the podcast read uh some of my articles at a ghost in the machine.substack.com or just you know subscribe to this podcast um in your favorite podcast app or platform you know and uh listen to it there or do both you know that way you can listen to the podcast and read the articles you'll be a well-rounded human being unless of course you identify as an animal in which case you'll be a well-rounded whatever animal you identify as right all right it's me, Daniel D. This is the Ghost and Machine, the podcast. It is Sunday, September 25th, 2022. Until next time, peace out, y'all.